previously on Saving Throw. Our heroes found themselves in a frozen cave, confronting Zethus Keltier, who had turned himself into... He's scared. He did it! He got to achieve, achieve his dream of being a super vampire. Yay! Yay! And everyone lived happily ever We're level six, right? And then we fought a super vampire. Oh, like, uh, he he's not doing much in the terms of reacting. He is stunned, but he is getting hit and going like, Ah! <laughs> 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 he can't even say it. He can't even say He can't even say anything. Oh, my balls! <laughs> but with no garlic or wooden stakes, our party had to find another way to kill the vampire. Um, and, and an emphatic push from Darme, her hands go up and she physically shoves her magic forward. Uh, you see a portal. You see somewhere else. Somewhere sunny. And now we do a little epilogue in saving throw, Frostbite. Oh, also, Zach's internet was really bad this time. We eventually fixed it, but just be ready for that. I don't care oh. about this popsicle. Sorry. <laughs> wait, what, what, were you, what were you trying to say? Look at the screen. He's a frozen yeah, boy. The, the popsicle oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> that didn't register to me, but that's very funny. <laughs> that's getting cut. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Saving Thor, actual play D&D podcast right here on Save Data. We made it all the way through 2023. We didn't stop making this show. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm Chris. I'll be your Dungeon Master. And I, in the interest of time, I will make this our quickest intro ever. Um, I'm joined <laughs> by our party, which includes Alistair. Uh, yep. Zach is everyone's favorite twink. Alistair Noble Drifter. Uh, to ruin Chris's dreams, I'm gonna make this the slowest intro ever. At least as win, you're telling me a turtle <laughs> sailed this boat? Alright, alright, alright. British playing the role of Ashbaugh Remnorant's not fucking Matthew McConaughey. Your favorite bird! Now with extra sniffles. Oh. Uh, you know, I was just listening to an old episode where I was sick. Everyone's fucking sick on this stream. Um, it's like it's winter. David has jumper many shields. Everyone's waifu. Ah, uh, I don't know that I like that. <laughs> uh, and we have Jason playing Chiron Hemlock, starting pitcher for the Houston Astros. All right, all right, all right. I got the sniffles, and I don't know if I like that. I, you know what, Jason? Mad props for bit, this being yeah. your running bit that you combine everything. Yeah, it's good. I, yeah, every I every time that. I'm writing these, I'm like, well, how is he gonna? What's what's his gonna? What's, uh -huh. what's gonna emerge that he has to stitch together? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you like the show, you can catch it live on our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/SaveTheTeam, like many of you are doing right now. Yeah. Or catch the edited version on our YouTube channel, which, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're doing right now. <laughs> uh, if you don't like the show. Why would you slow down the intro to tell me that, you dick? Uh, <laughs> and finally, if you want to go the absolute extra mile, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash save data team. You get all kinds of rewards, including uh, having an NPC named after you in this D&D campaign. And you can have your name included in this Patreon song. I definitely had it ready this time. I definitely had it ready this time. Cronite Bonandi Cosmo, Cade Burn Less Danny, Halucha Sofino, Shadow and Navi, Chrissy Sky Herlock High, Nicole Mr. Mocha, Mickey Elijah Sly, Diego Garcia, Burger Bun, Witch Tower, Safaria Arky, Kevin, Asian Dessert Boy Man, Art, Mystic Woody, Big Kerbo, Jack Warner, QB Nagashi, The Driver 458, Kacha Haruka Nayangi, 
Alea Yakta Est, Charlie and Shrimari, and to Luster Daedric, and Boomer Emily, BBC Watcher Locks, Forensic Beck Rick Rat, Riser Army Bushock, and a Magic and Snowcat. Leprechaun, Jacob Bell, Ever Entropy, Conjuring Scribes, Ill Written Word, and Who Needs to Sleep, Shaberstein, HSM, Daedric Maho Stars, Amelia Super Cool, Fluffka, Fantasy Marbar, Croissant Mr. Cola, and Traveling in a Box, Seraphina, and JFJ All Rocks, Shade the Punisher, Confer and Fulfilla, Traveling in a Box, Mega Zero, the Jester Sibylla. Thank you all our Patreons, you are all so great. Thanks for all of the support, have a happy holiday. Thank you all for the support, of a happy holiday. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. Last we left off, we, well, we beat the bad guy. Uh, in particular, we found Zethus Keltier in the middle of some sort of vague crime action uh, involving <laughs> T.L. of Kinmar and a big-ass monster. Zethus then promptly turned into also a big-ass monster, uh-huh. and we punched him in the dick forever, and now he's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, we really did. We did it! Except, well, we killed a monster who no one else besides us like new had turned into yeah, a monster yeah and well because because of the fact that he's a whole vampire we had to use sunlight to burn him to a crisp therefore we also have no proof of said monster killing so <laughs> when we called it last session our main idea was to well tell everyone slash convince everyone that the problem has been solved or at least the person prodding the problem and attempting to make it all worse. The endemic problem uh-huh. of there is inequality in the world is its own separate thing we can't solve with a hand wave. Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> Alistair has a plus 10 to persuasion. He can just tell everybody and then it'll just be fine. Hey guys, racism, it's done. <laughs> I'm Alistair. Hi, here's a Pepsi. <laughs> Alistair gives a Pepsi to the people of Strainmar. <laughs> Good reference. When did our party become Republicans? <laughs> uh, but let's start off with uh, getting the ball rolling and let's get ourselves out of this shitty frozen cave. Yeah. That's right. We're still in this cave with the frozen husk of a spawn <clears throat> towering overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, Darmé, she's here. Uh, she extends her hands, breathing heavy after casting that room-sized portal spell to bring sunlight here. But once again, she casts, and after a brief delay, another person teleports into the frozen little uh, antechamber you guys are all standing in. Uh, emerging from the teleport is Arno Vessler, who you notice that Darmé casts a second oh. spell as he tumbles to the floor, slowing his fall until his cane and feet are able to stand on the cave floor. Oh, thank the stars. He starts seemingly exhausted. I am so happy to see you all. The uh, uh don't turn around. <laughs> it's behind. <laughs> it, it's, it's like it's behind me, isn't it? <laughs> he turns around. Ah! <laughs> no, I don't mean to alarm you, but ah. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, honestly better than what's going on at home. If I had to listen to another one of Les Carverson's stories about some quest you went on, I think I may have actually died. No hyperbole, I think my organs might have failed. <laughs> but, uh, what's up? Uh, what, why are you here? Aren't you normally the uh, man in so, the chair? Y- y'all's 
Go ahead. We straight up, we asked for him to come here. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. So, <laughs> let's, so let's talk about that. You got, you guys explain, well, the whole situation to Vessler. You know, he's looking at the spawn, the uh-huh. frozen monster trapped up in the ice that is basically oh, makes yeah. up the room. Okay, you guys sorry. Around. I do remember this um, now. And, you, and we go through what we talked about last time, which for everyone at home, including Zach, um, <laughs> is... Hey, several things. One, mm-hmm. we need to talk about how we actually solve the problem, sort of. Um, we need to destroy this big-ass fucking thing before whatever the fuck TL wanted it for comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. And um, we also, yeah, need to do whatever we are capable of doing, of patching up the strained relationship uh, in the city here before we just fuck off and call it a The strained relationship in Strain Mar. Thank oh. you. I was trying to avoid saying that as I stumbled towards it. <laughs> And yeah, we we brought Vessler here because as far as like negotiations between common folk and like royalty slash nobility, uh, okay. Marin not suited for it. Darme mm-hmm. not qualified for it. Vessler, you're up, bud. Um, yeah, we're he, certainly not qualified. He also, he also <laughs> runs the pocketbooks, right? So I'm sure that can yes, help grease some, yes, yes. you know. So like the some palms. super fast like the like the 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 system that the guild operates in is that like everyone is elected based on one of the people who have one of the parties that has interest in how the guild is run. Mm. Uh, Marin is just the guild unbiased. Yeah. Uh, Darme is the mages college. Uh, the Kasira and the academy is the academy, which is kind of its own joint. And then Bessler is like the interests of the empire at large slash the nobility, mostly the nobility, rich scum. Yeah. Um, and they're uh, like, please, you need someone who can talk to people. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, because the other two ain't fucking helpful even a little bit. Uh, well, then, um, let's get out of this cold and, and figure out our next move. I don't want to leave this whole situation unguarded, as it were, uh, especially with Tiel on the loose. Uh, and Vessel and Darme chat for a bit. And a notably annoyed Darme agrees to cast yet another spell to play being very tired and casts a greater ward around the whole chamber you're stood in. Cool. Um, and uh, once again, Darmay prepares her teleport, and before you know it, you are back, brought back to the warm safety of Hedge's Corner, the uh, tavern that you guys have sort of made your home, and yeah. the bartender is really fucking sick of y'all teleporting in and out of their fucking establishment. <laughs> the bartender who uh, you have clarified several times is not Hedge. Explicitly not Hedge. Okay. Not Hedge. Cool. There's no Hedge. There's no Hedge here. Just making sure. Because I almost called him Hedge. I was like, what's up, Hedge? But He's explicitly not Hedge. <laughs> um, and this is where we're going to consider this as the, hey, the long rest just happened, but don't worry cool. about messing with your sheets and stuff right now. I'm not anticipating HP and shit to matter, but if you do happen to need it, consider it full. Cool. I immediately go to fuck the bartender. Punch, 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 punch. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, he's Jack. Chiron finds the nearest <laughs> horse, gets to work. <laughs> he, uh, he casts horse at you. <laughs> I would immediately like to walk up to the bartender, buy a round of drinks for everybody, and give him a 100% tip. Okay. Nice. Great. <laughs> um, I don't know how much that costs, but. That's, uh, uh, 25 gold. That's a lot. That's a lot of, that's, a lot of people to buy that's drinks. That's a lot of fucking gold. That's an insane amount of gold. You're giving 100% tip, and there's a lot of you. There's All seven right, of us. Yeah, at a hundred percent tip. Yeah, yeah. like a silver. <laughs> I don't do silver. I don't. I, this is all, it's all gold. Okay, okay. I fine. fucking hate copper. You can't walk it back yeah. now. Yeah, well, shit. Sorry, Jennifer. We, do we get like inspiration out of it or something? We get, like, no, we get like uh, we get the, the drinks he like he saves for like a year. He's like, I only bring this out on special occasions. Oh, okay. He, sure. but, he, 
He busts out the good shit. Okay. Yeah. Get the, we get the McClellan's 10, 12 year reserve. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, all right, trying try to keep us on pace here. Mm-hmm. You guys all Good sit luck. down with Vestler and uh, we're operating on uh, you tell him all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's anything you guys, A, want to exclude or anything in particular you want to ask slash tell him. Well, the only thing I wanted to bring up was like, hey, I have a sack of that dude's vampire ashes. I don't. So, I don't know vampire, if this is a thing. Vampire ashes <laughs> are just ashes. I actually tried to f- find this out in like D and D stuff. Uh, some, for the most part, it seems that vampire ashes are just ash, uh, and it's like up to people whether or not they're special or not. I I kind of like that they're just ash. I mean, I I think they're just ash. It's just a matter. Like I was more of, I don't know if family members want to do a thing with this or. Right, okay. Yeah. If we just want to, um, like, I don't know, culturally. get him made into a brick and chuck it into the ocean, because yeah. fuck that <laughs> like guy. Throw but... it into somebody's window. <laughs> you pass it over. Ooh, cocaine. We, yeah. we, we have it. Can, have... can I try running it for science? <laughs> <laughs> can I try, like, inhaling it for science? Guys, this is for science. It's the same thing. Uh, the game no one... does lines in Hedge's Corner. I feel like that would definitely be a thing people would get off to. Like, that'd be a, that's a hyper-specific fantasy kink. Mm. No, mm. I feel like that's the equivalent of rich old people, like, getting infusions of young people's blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's or, like the fantasy equivalent of that. Like, yeah, give me, I'm gonna snort some vampire ashes because they live forever. Or people using ivory to somehow cure ED, which is not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> huffing, uh, huffing vampire dust to get Get hard. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, is there something like we could ask or tell this dude that we're gonna have to basically let the town know that there's not an overhaul and leadership or something like that? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure he he probably understands better than we do the best way to smooth this over. I hope just, just handing it over to another ruling power seems so, also a bad idea too. Uh, officially speaking, we don't have any power to tell Iris Keltier she's not in charge. Uh, Hepton's will was relatively clear in that the control of the city was to be left to his children. Uh, he only has one of those left. <laughs> so we're we're left with um, let's call it notable unrest caused by a mix of uh, Keltier neglect and Zethus's actions. We also have a refugee set up in an abandoned fortress who, through no fault of your own, you happen to be present during the murder of their leader mm-hmm. and their new de facto leader seems to hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I must... Mean, it, was I don't kind, it was kind of our fault. I don't know about that. I'm, I think I'm wearing her down a little bit. <laughs> I love yeah two two very different interpretations of what Vessler just said uh-huh. <laughs> or responses. Um, I must say, no one has terrible luck quite like you five. Like like for real, three quests and they've all been some mix of crazy bullshit. And I know Merritt would say something like, "Oh, that's what being heroes is all about." But seriously, it's weird that it keeps happening to you, right? <laughs> Don't <laughs> you help assign these? Yeah, we don't. I don't expect this to happen. Yeah, well, some people don't expect people to punch a horse either. But here we are. <laughs> what? What is this horse punching everyone keeps talking about? I wasn't there. It doesn't make sense. If anyone wants to say any, say anything, Vest was going to give you his ideas. Otherwise, you're welcome to talk. Uh, I mean, hear his ideas, and then we, just, we probably just, have the best I ideas. Hope, I hope you spare the refugees because they they seem to have it 
caught in a, the, the worst of it. Yeah, for sure. So the last thing I want to do is come, you know, play the role of Brutal Imperialist, uh, Brutal Imperialist, but I, you know, I am from military family and they have no means of defending themselves. We could simply force them to abandon the fort and destroy it. But I do feel like it is my duty to remind you that while we are technically an arm of the empire, we are supposed to be heroes first. And nowhere in the Guild Charter does it ever mention acting in the interest of the Empire or beating up peasants. It does I don't mention think about we, five. I don't yeah, think dog. We no, go kill the people. No, we no, weren't no, saying no. that at all. What? Making sure. It does mention in the Charter about five times we should be doing what's best for regular people. It also misspells Empire once, but that's Cade's fault. He was bad at writing. Um, <laughs> that was a good joke, guys. First idea. Uh, just give them the fucking fortress. Have Iris legally sign the land over to the Menders, name them in charge of it as a subsection of the Empire, but they are still in charge of governing themselves, much like how the giant lands are not governed by the Empire, but technically a part of the Empire. If they want to be autonomous, let them. Uh, idea two, if they hate Strainmar and the Keltiers so bad, let's give them the avenue to leave. Give them the means to leave and find a place better for themselves, whether where they're not living under what they deem to be the oppressive thumb of Iris Keltier. It's sort of shoving them off and calling it for the best, but that's better than just shoving them off. Mm. We can just we could just ask their leader if it's if they would be good being ruled over under Keltier, because I don't think they wouldn't leave their homes if if they can, but if that's the best option then. I don't think we're going to get much of anywhere without having everyone do a sit-down nice boy chat. Yeah, I think we need to know, like, all we really know that they're upset with is mainly the food thing, right? The rent is too well, damn no, high. Well, no, their the, leader the, dying is a little... Well, yeah, no, 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 so, so the food thing yes. is a big problem. Yes. Um, but that is a problem that affects the entirety of the city. The yeah. the beef between the Menders and the Keltier is deeper than that. The Keltier... No. Sorry, the Menders are basically uh, secessionists. Or, or, that's right. Oh, so, I didn't, I didn't know they were trying to secede. They, they uh, mentioned by uh, Amelia to you, they do not believe themselves to be part of the Empire. They oh, said that we're, we're our own shit. Yeah. So what what would you like to do? I mean, I have my own opinions, of course, but I, I, I'd i like to get your thought as people who are, you know, closer to this, but still somewhat uh, uh, unbiased. I think they've gone through a lot of hardships. I think you do route B and let them choose to potentially go somewhere else. I think going from one dictator to another is never a good thing, if possible. So, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I I think I don't know if I'm just an optimist, but I would like to believe that the change in political leadership uh, could be a start of something something new. And clearly, Iris seems to be willing to quash uh, any problems between uh, the, the humans and the common folk and the, the vampire uh, royals here. This could be the start of uh, solutions for both parties. Clearly, uh, Zethis was the biggest problem towards uh, the, the, the divide between them, but but yes, I understand at the end of the day, this is... Well, I think it's polite of you to ask for our opinion, Vesla. Honestly, it's not our choice or our call. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not a politician. I don't consider myself very versed in geopolitical peace negotiations. And it's not that I don't care, but I really don't feel like my input has the slightest matter to this issue. I think the most important thing is ask them what they want to do. Look, they've lost a lot, and if we can come to some sort of peaceful solution, whether it be them leaving Strainmar or them staying in Strainmar as uh, full citizens, or them having their own little area off in that fortress, whatever is best for them, I think, as long as as long as it's uh, possible. So I, I, I predicted this, this, uh, this problem. <laughs> um, yes, technically speaking, you guys don't have a say in this matter. Um, yeah. No. Hey, remember when I mentioned Zach's internet being bad? It crashed for a long time here and we lost some content. I tried to recap it here in a second. Sorry, folks. For a recap for everyone as, hey, Zach's internet's bad and we had a lot of technical difficulties just now. <sighs> Here's the basic layout, is yes, there is a big conversation to be had between, uh, you know, the local government and a disparate group of, of people who have been marginalized and mistreated. And we're not the people to handle that even a little bit. Um, so, Bessler here is the person to handle that. So, as we discussed during the downtime, is what what would we, both as characters and people playing this game, want to do? And is it sit around and watch a negotiation and maybe take part in negotiation or leave it to the person whose job it is to do that. And yes, everyone besides Zach, because his internet was dying, uh, decided, yeah, probably best to leave it to the, the adept negotiator whose job it is to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're going to take it from. Um, Bessler speaks. Um, right. I uh, suppose I will get to it then. Um, I honestly, it's likely for the best. I, I don't think, not, no offense to any of you, showing up with you in tow at Aurora would necessarily, uh, endear them to us any more than has already been done. And I, well, I, I think the guild would, sh uh, struggle to find someone less threatening than me. <laughs> Let's just be real with it. <laughs> um, and good. happy or not, uh, you know, we go off. Uh, Vessler goes off to handle the meeting and Darme, sort of delighted to be getting the fuck out of here, is ready to go off with you and return to the guild, which is better for several reasons, mostly because in theory, we should be kind of holding the guild safe currently. Um, <laughs> but before you go, um, you all chat a bit more and sort of, you know, it's been a it's been a rough time. You guys almost died, um, and you chat and, and entertain the idea of staying one more night in Strainmar before uh, Wynn suggests, yeah, we should do that. And everyone sleeps <laughs> one more night in Strainmar, so Wynn can do the following thing. <laughs> I sneak out in the dark of night. What the fuck? I'm, I, hey, Wynn, 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 I'm going with you. Wynn, I'm going with you. I'm the muscle, I'm, I'm the muscle with you. I'm going out to some farms and I think it's a one mile radius. I'm casting uh, 
fucking the eight-hour version of plant growth. Okay. Win and Chiron get baked in a field all night long, and win, and win solves world hunger through. in Strainmar. <laughs> sure, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, it's not a one-mile radius. It's only a hundred feet. hundred feet. <laughs> that's nothing. That's like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> half, half mile radius. Half mile radius. I was oh, that's better. Part. Okay. That's half mile radius. One okay. mile diameter. Hundred feet's nothing. In the morning, with a pass of Darmay's magic, you all do the thing. Uh, and for now, we leave Strainmar behind to hopefully be better off the next time you visit. And honestly, hopefully be better off without us. <laughs> True. Real city on fire, we save the day moment. Uh, <laughs> we did it! We didn't do anything! <laughs> yeah. Real tuxedo masks. Yeah. <laughs> little bit of Tuxedo mask, but it's all of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, with a wave of Darmay's magic, once again, you all tumble towards the all-too-familiar floor of the Imperial Guild's main office. Do you um, want to make us do a, a constitution saving throw for funsies? Oh, you better believe it's a dex check, motherfucker. Oh, dex? Dex, okay. oh, dex? dex? It's, always, it's always been dex. No. Uh, it's no, con the first to make sure we didn't throw up. Yeah, it was con to make sure oh, you don't throw up. Oh, right, right, this right. Is, it's dex, dex to see if we fall. Okay. Dex is to make sure you don't fall on your big butt. Uh, that's a two. <laughs> oh. Uh, damn, I'm actually good at this, but I only got a nine. Natural 20! <laughs> Yo. <laughs> wait, wait. Alright, well, you, you land like fucking, uh... You don't even, uh, you don't even land, Falcon. you just keep flying. <laughs> he, he can fucking fly. He does fucking pose midair. <laughs> I, I, I just want to just stay, stay in air, wings okay. flapping, arms folded. Does my, does my evasion work with this? Just curious. Sure, who cares? <laughs> I have no, 14. That, that's not what ev evasion doesn't change the it's check. Dexterity saving throw, yeah. It doesn't, it just prevents, it reduces damage you take. Yeah, it doesn't, exactly. If I yeah. fall, I don't want to take damage. Sure. None of us are taking damage from this. Uh, that's I, not true. You took damage the first time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> sure. You took like one, but you took damage. Not taking damage. Also, you said you rolled a 14. Yeah. You take damage out of 14. Yeah. Four, yeah. 14, you're fine. You've teleported quite a few times at this point. 14's okay. Wait, it's not like wind fell on their ass forever. What did everyone else forget? I got eight. Uh, I, got I didn't nine. just fall on my ass. I fell on my shell. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're stuck. Yeah, it's the fucking Rocco's <laughs> modern life. I fall on my Now you have to roll for con after you fell. That's what you have to do. Uh, and uh, Darme uh, lands perfectly on her feet. She's like, it's not that hard. What the fuck complaining about? <laughs> Armor's heavy. All right. Brings uh, changes the center of balance, center of gravity. It's fine. Yes! Uh, once again, you all tumble towards the all-too-familiar floor of the Imperial Guild's main office, which you're coming really, really accustomed with at this point. Um, <laughs> but this time, the three desks that sit before you all seem weird. They look kind of wrong without Vessler and Darme behind them. And then, behind the third, that's not Merit. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. oh, no. Oh, it's less, isn't it? Sat behind the central desk here in the <laughs> office of the Imperial Guild of Adventuring and Heroics is... Someone who is clearly asleep at their job. Um, a large plume of curly hair that is slumped forward, uh, head down on Marin's desk, and snoring loudly as you enter. Yet, despite the notably loud noise you make as you all crash into the room, you seem not to have awakened the sleeping person. 
To which Darmay whispers, oh, thank the gods. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, yet somehow this whispering is what wakes up the figure. Who sits up, ah, get your hands off that ham. No. They announce with a shout before looking around. Oh, it's just you, dearies. Welcome back. The uh, person arises and hops to their feet. A quite old but well-dressed dwarven woman with a beautiful head of hair and beard styled in fine braids with several bits of jewelry and stone woven into their beard. Hmm. Darme sighs and forces a smile. Oh, perfect. Uh, everyone, <laughs> uh, please meet the Dame Protector, Lady Les Carverstone. Uh, the grand, the grandmotherly figure laughs raucously at uh, Darme's introduction for way way longer than is appropriate oh, to laugh no. at. What it wasn't even really a joke. It wasn't joke. a joke, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she uh, ambles, o ambles over to her. Oh, don't be silly. Titles are boring. Call me less, please. Oh, Darmaid, dear, look at how tall you've gotten. She moves Darmaid and sweeps oh. the half-orc into a hug. A very clearly tight hug. Um, and Les squints a bit as they look over the rest of you. Now, who do I have the pleasure of meeting today? Oh, uh, uh Noble Drift. Alistair, just... as you go to introduce yourself, uh, <laughs> this dwarf you just met goes in for a hug and, oh God, oh man, this is happening and you're being squeezed? Oh, you're being squeezed. Strength saving mm. throw, motherfucker. Oh, I'm terrible at those. <laughs> uh, 13? Yeah, Les Coverstone hugs you, and they hug the shit out of you, and you're suspended in the air yeah. being hugged for an uncomfortable amount of time, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> okay, everyone introduces themselves. At least my spine doesn't break. Yeah, yeah, you don't take a damage. Fuck That's, it, why not? No. <laughs> <laughs> You, you take a damage, but you're like, oh my back, they're like cracked it out, nice. Okay. Oh, that actually feels right. good. I'm cured. Uh, <laughs> oh, Alistair, I went I once went on a quest with a young man named Alistair. He had the most silly run in it with a giant worm. Well, it wasn't so giant so much as overly large. And the thing about overly large worms is, and uh, Darmay oh, quickly interrupts before Les can begin telling the story. Um, the, the Lady Carverstone is watching over the guild while Marin is indisposed with our other problem. Uh, and Les says plainly, the TL problem. Shaking her head in an almost like scolding manner. <laughs> and then there's a long, awkward pause. Um, yeah. Right, well, uh, in the meantime, uh, we're to act as everything is utterly normal, and uh, it's not the first time Marin's had to travel, so we merely act like it's all the usual. Uh, what do you usually do? We get paid. Great! <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> get, we get paid. We... Less, less like opens her, their like coin pouch. How much? And like, no, no, not you, idiot. <laughs> Marin usually gives uh... us two coins to spend at uh... <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> no, no. Excuse you. In this she... universe, it's Charles Entertainment Cheese. She, she usually <laughs> gives us uh, versus originals and. Uh... <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> I all my pay Sometimes to be a butterscotch. I mean, I mean. I all my pay to be in Werther's originals. If 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 Les Carverstone doesn't make Werther's originals herself, I'm gonna be fucking shocked. She does, but they're stone, and she's convinced they're delicious, <laughs> and no one and no one's had the pure gumption to tell her otherwise. Okay. She saved the world. What are you gonna do? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We we get paid. We. 
usually get a little bit of leave and then we get a new mission that goes to shit. That's that's usually how it goes. <laughs> it, oh, I remember my days. Don't worry. The... It always goes to shit. <laughs> oh, I remember my days in the guild. Things used to go to shit all the time. In fact, this one time we were stuck in a sewer. No! Jesus. <laughs> I'm so weak. Um, uh, I've been there before. <laughs> Uh, Jarme moves behind her desk. Sorry, this is just much too awkward to do this, not in my normal position. Um, congratulations, or, or close enough to that. I was there. It's kind of, this is weird. Um, <laughs> Vessler's gone, so I'll get to the paperwork and, and get you all paid and all of that. Uh, take a break. It's not every day you get shot by TL and just keep living. Uh, Twitch less laughs at that. These youngins are already more heroes than TL ever could have been. Treat it, treat it like a vacation, dearies. No, no, no vacations. We're still on high alert, so <laughs> cautious relaxation time. We, do we uh, need, like, miss... you were there. Do we need to do a report? Is that a oh. thing we need to do? Oh my god, Janva preempted my paperwork question. I was. <laughs> I was not the person to ask about the paperwork. Junva, I didn't know you were a nerd. Got him! I mean, Ash was gonna do it, I just felt like I should ask. I thought you were a giant, not a nerd. Oh! A giant nerd. <laughs> yeah, a giant nerd. <laughs> Some call me a nerd's rope, you know? Darme, like, blank, blank at this question. Delicious. Um, I'm gonna be completely honest. I was going to wait until Vestler got home and made him do that. Um, but if you want to do the paperwork, uh, I don't know if that's, like, something you're into. I look at Ash. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I'll I'll submit a I'll submit a standard report just so we have everything we did prior to your arrival in in paperwork form. Make sure you love put how, how love nice that. her thrilled the, about that. Make sure you put how nice that uh mask was that the speaker had on. It's reinforce that. Make sure you put it. make sure you put how absolutely ruined that horse was. <laughs> hey, the horse had a comment. If you want to add an addendum to the report, feel free to do so. But I, I, I'll stick. I'll stick to my. I'll stick to the. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it concise on what just needs to be said. But anyone's welcome to add an addendum to my filing. Thank you, Ash. Um, we will try to hold off on sending you off on any missions until Marin returns. But we are. Uh, keeping up appearances, so no promises. Les is as in charge as anyone could be in, in the absence, so if you need anything, direct questions here, not here. Cool. Um, and all right, that's going to be our officially unofficial mission complete screen. Nice. Um, and like usual, we'll have our little intermission here. And this one's going to be slightly different than last time for reasons that'll make sense before we wrap up today. Great. Also, Chris. Okay. Yes. Um... Is there a reason this doesn't fall to? Is it Kasira? Is there a reason this, this doesn't Mar fall? To Marin is with Kasira. Okay, okay. okay. That, that, that was going to be my first guess. If, yeah. Okay. If, they are both gone. Excellent. Also, so, just and as, like, a... and as previously mentioned, of people who were there when the shit happened, who are still active in the guild, that's all three of them, baby. Mm. Also, is a, <laughs> a just a refresher. Emil's, Emil's still semi active, though, right? Emil is like legally a, a still a hero with the guild okay. but he's not like you know he's he not doing do, he, he doesn't do shit what's yeah. a what class was less uh less is a cleric okay cool right um 
Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? History check time. For the anyone who wants yeah. to hear about less briefly. I, I'd, I'd like to hear about less. I feel like we don't need to. Uh, it's a 23. <laughs> Great. Oh, I'm good at history. What, yeah. what do you want from me? I'm a college of lore bard. I, I rolled, but I got a 14. So I feel like the 23 is going to do it. That's yeah, actually uh, interesting for Junver because, you know what? We can we have a we have a, uh, a thing here I can do. Um, Les, Les Carverstone, uh, Bulwark of the Empire, is That's good one of the heroes who killed God and got away with it. Uh -huh. um, Did you say Bulwark? Bulwark. <laughs> um, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about uh, Les Carverstone in what a 14 and a 23 tells us, which are going to be different things, but the 14's kind of more accurate. Do I get anything from my five? Uh, you, you know, you know, you know, she had a shield, uh, and she was involved. <laughs> David's face was at involved, that was yeah. really good. Uh, <laughs> uh, she wasn't like four times my age. I'd be interested. <laughs> with, 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 uh, week? with a 23, and I'm just going to say, you know, you, Alistair, as someone who is, you know, a musician and music primarily is stories at this this you know this kind of time period kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah. It's shit you tell around the tavern and sing about. Mm -hmm. The whole part that Les gets in the whole big narrative is that when the Sky Eater attacked Kinmar, uh there were there was two sides. There was behind Les Carverstone where people lived. And then there was in front of Les Carverstone where everyone died. That's fucking rad. What? Yeah. That's <laughs> so I cool. Love, I love that. And literally everything I aspire to. I was going to say, if Junver uh, doesn't become that by the end of this <laughs> whole thing. Oh, that's so cool. To expand on that a little more for 23 is that the Sky Eater, when they appeared in Kinmar, attempted to simply destroy the entire city in one go. Not, I'm not here to do a whole big battle. I'm here to nuke you and move on. Mm -hmm. And Les is the only person in history to put a shield in between herself and the Sky Eater and not die. That's fucking rad. I should have been simping a lot harder. <laughs> Jun <laughs> Jun with a 14, and your particular ancestry, you know this, the tale a little differently. When the heroes went up to battle the Sky Eater, there were three places people stood. One being the center, where everyone died. <laughs> Some people stood behind Les Carverstone, Shield of the Empire, and lived. The rest stood behind Bar Windhand, more commonly referred to as Bar the Giant and everyone else behind Bar lived while Bar Windhand fell. Damn, that's fucking cool, too. That's all you get for your, your 14 and your 23. So basically, Bar and Les are like the my tanks. two heroes. Mm. Honestly, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> um, I should have been simping real hard. Mm. <laughs> well, don't worry. Retroactively, okay. Jenver was losing. Um, so... Briefly. Has star eyes. 
Yeah. He's yeah, he was just too shy to say anything. Me three hour long story Les wants to tell me, I'm there for it. I am now, uh, <laughs> now let's briefly talk about all uh the things that happened, you know, the intermission time. Firstly, you're all paid three hundred gold this time. It's oh, more than last time. Maybe um, it's technically the same amount as last time, but Marin gave you a bonus last time. This is just now what you're being paid. Um uh. now normally our options would be level ups, individual bits, blackout Billy, seeing Drake for new relics. Uh-huh. However, this time is a bit different. Huh? And as you all you know, go about your regular day-to-day at the guild during your rest time, you find out that blackout Billy is not presently here. No! See, seemingly out procuring the items he oh, usually okay. offers. Oh. Um, <laughs> he'll be back soon is the bit I'm telling you. I, I, okay. I, I, I switched past. Blackout Billy's always here. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> so yeah, you you go behind the stand and start acting like you're Billy. People are like, oh, oh, you're back. Who the fuck? <laughs> you're, not, you're not a weird stringy Goliath. Get out of here. That's really um, funny. Uh, as for individual bits, we'll see uh, a few in a moment, but uh, not all of us. It'll make sense later. Um, so the options we have to start us off today are two individual bits. So two of us are going to go. Most of us are going to go later. Okay. Uh, level ups and chit chat, I guess. Mm-hmm. And seeing Drake for items. What do we want to do in what order? I could do any order, but I'll put my vote on seeing Drake. I like we new items. break up the two bits with stuff in between. I okay. agree. I, like I agree with that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, 100%. 100%. So do one bit now. Do yeah, some or items and chat. Yeah. Items yep. and level ups, and then do uh, the other yeah. bit. The other bit. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Um, that works cool. for you. Chris. Then Junver and Ash. Just both you roll me a d20. Whoever's higher, we're gonna do their bit first. Uh, so oh. I'm second. <laughs> you rolling that one? Oh, actually, I rolled a ten. Oh. I rolled a 19. I rolled a 19. Oh. So I'm still oh. <laughs> so, uh, you guys settle back into what is, I mean, I guess domestic life here in the guild. You know, you the system is very simple. You get a couple weeks off after almost dying. It's not the best system, but you get a lot of time off. Um, Ash, during yes. your time off. Would you like to tell the folks at home what you want to do with your time here in Rotmar, and then I'll read some shit. Yes, I have lots of shards of a very peculiar and very interesting crystal with me. I, Ash, does have a background in working with crystals, but, and doesn't consider himself the most, the, the, you know, the person who knows the most about him, but he feels he knows a lot. The person he does consider that knows the most about crystals, at least from a technological standpoint, not necessarily the magic behind him, but in understanding more the application to, you know, how like something like Jones's gun would have worked, how a crystal works right, in yeah. that. The person he believes knows the most about that is his uncle. Corin Ramnerance, the person that Ash first learned, essentially, once the person Ash studied under for several years, um, when he himself was a Magitech researcher. And lo and behold, uh, Corin actually works. His, His workshop is in the city, and he himself lives just outside the city. Uh, I am going to gather that, like most days, he is either working at the office or has slept there instead of going home. 
and I'm going to go <laughs> visit my uncle and try and see if he has any insight on these crystals I have. Ash, does your uncle work at Nintendo? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, but all but all of Wind's family does, and they're furious. He won't make Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild three. Uh, <laughs> furious. Um, yes. Uh, so this uh, segment is titled "Ash and Corin." In my notes, uh, the Imperial capital of Rontmar is big. Uh, the largest city in the Empire, and as far as anyone knows, largest city in the world, at least the largest one to survive the war against the Sky Eater, because Kinemar got super nuked. Um, and Rip. In, in the vastness of the city, there are endless districts and boroughs dedicated to all manner of things. Some of them are very well established. The Guild has their part of the city. The Smiths and the Shapers have their own parts of the city. But even larger and arguably the most in control of the city proper, even more than the Royals and the Shatterguard, belongs to the Mage's College. Not like the Adventuring Academy you all went to, the Mage's College is more antiquated. In fact, so much so that its own name doesn't really fit its own description anymore. The duty of the Mage's College is the study and preservation of all things magical. Their district and the primary structure that is the literal college is built around the very hearth where they have unbridled access no. to the to the hearth crystal something that has caused countless squabbles with the shatter guard over over whose job it is is to actually be with the big crystal um <laughs> it's the mages college that appoint echelors like darme um and they are the fourth arm of the imperial government along with the nobility the shatter guard and the guild um and among the endless studies of the college, one field remains particularly vital, but particularly problematic between the college, the guard, and regular people. That is the field of crystal studies, or crystalline studies, interchangeably. Um, a field that is no doubt necessary in understanding how crystals work, how best to use them, how to prolong the use of them. Um, however, there is no shortage of people who find problems with experimenting on crystals that could be better used actually helping people mm. um and there is more and more of a shortage of usable crystals with every errant experiment that causes one to shatter damn that's actually there that's are, a guy like that lore wise yeah. that's good yeah. <laughs> there are countless people who make their living in the crystal trade studying them procuring and sourcing them crafting them for specialized uses from larger crystals um and yes a lot of crystal researchers and Ash, as you make your way into the Mage's College District, you follow a very familiar path. You, Your feet moving without you even needing to think about it. As you go a route, you must have walked a hundred times. As you enter the workshop, uh, one such professional who works in the field of crystalline studies owns the workshop of one Corin Ramnorantz. Not originally his, but left to him after he was appointed head of the laboratory and the previous head retired. Ash. It's been a while since you worked here in Corrin's lab, um, but you're shocked, maybe not that shocked, to see how little it's actually changed. <laughs> it's been years, but the same platforms and ladders that should have given away when you were a kid still hang and appear to still be in use. Workbenches seem to be cluttered with the same messes they were cluttered with when you were here, the same manner of tools and small crystals you would have once used. Perhaps the most notable thing is that amongst the tools Corrin uses, some of which may very well be older than you, uh, many of them inherited from the former head of the lab, there is also new stuff. 
well-made instruments, crystal measuring devices, and the like. Can I have an investigation check? Mm. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, so that was a 13. These are pretty nice tools. Oh, and nice. not that corn is especially cheap, but these aren't the kind of tools he'd be running out to spend money on unless there was a substantial amount of money to spare. Uh, who, who's there? Uh, LeVay, I told you to go home, dear lad. I'll, I'll close up shortly. You hear a voice that is familiar, comfortingly so, and stepping out onto a platform above, a platform above you, some crystalline tool still in hand. Ash, that's your Uncle Corrin. It isn't the greatest crystalline researcher in all of Rodmar. Ashbaugh! <laughs> he calls out happily, quickly descending down to the ground floor and pulling you into a hug. My boy, take a look at you. You look... Well, well, I can't quite define you. You look heroic, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Uncle. You look, you look good. You, you look quite well yourself. Ash, he's hardly changed. It, it's almost remarkable. But as you look at your uncle and as you chat and he asks you question after question about your new profession, you notice that, no, he has changed. He's still a bit shorter than you and still a bit rounder than you, but you notice he's leaned down a bit, either from age or hours just too long spent in his lab. His glasses are thicker than they used to be, and the feathers of his coat just a little duller in color than they once were. You two talk, mostly about your adventures. Uh, Corin seems very interested in other places you've gone beyond Rontmar, more than he would have been when you were younger and you went on, you know, a vacation or whatever. But eventually he asks, oh, where are my matters? What what brings you here, Ashbaugh? Not, not here just to listen to my old ramblings, I'm sure. Oh, please, I, I always enjoy catching up to you. We've had far too little time to do that as of late, but I'm always glad to stop and catch up. But you are correct, and I do have a uh, particular reason for stopping by today. How, how can I help? So, during, well, actually, my first ever mission with the guild, I ended up in a, thank you, I ended up in a small town called Bright Harbor to deal with some magical fog that was affecting the area. Uh, we, we cleared up the whole issue, but, well, to put it shortly, I ended up in possession of a very unique type of crystal, one that... I have never seen before and seems to have properties that I can't link to anything I've looked at prior. And uh, after handing them over to the Shatterguard, um, they were kind enough to return them to me and with permission from the head of the guild, I have been allowed to, and I pull the, well, the two separate, because I'm trying to keep them separated, because, you know, they stick together. I pull my two little pouches full of crystal shards out of my two pockets and look, and, you know, continue on. I've been given permission to keep hold of these and look into them, and I thought, well, I have some, I, you know, I found some interesting uh, observations on them, but I figured if there's anyone I can trust to see something I haven't, it's you. At any point during this, do you actually show the crystals, or are you just, like, saying, I have them on me kind of thing? Uh, right now, they're still in the little baggies I've been keeping them in. He's excited. And, like, it's it's in a way that, like, 
you as an adult now can see like he's excited the same way a kid is where he's like fuck yeah let's do it let's do some fucking uncle nephew science shit let's get after it um uh he he like leaps to his feet oh that's that's very exciting oh let, let, let me show you. i have some new tools i think will be perfect for this I, i've nearly perfected it a crystal fuser he brings you over to a contraption that is baffling to look at. <laughs> um, but in the center of it, there is a compartment where y you can see there's spot for like, two small crystals. Now, it only works in small form now, but it can mend two crystals together with minimal loss and overall magic between the two. Uh, because the important thing is this. And he gestures to another part of the machine you can't quite identify, but it's like a big net? It can pull the magic out of the air during the crystal combining process and pump it right back into the magic before it becomes too resistant to the change. Now, I, I'd be willing to bet those little crystals you have there, we could combine them right back into what was once one. Well, it's, it's fascinating you should say that because when I originally had two shards, they did that on their own. He pauses at that and is like messing with the machinery, but huh. That's curious. I've heard of magnetized crystals before. They're not terribly common. But more than magnetic, these seem to want to not just stick. They want to reform on their own. I'm, As you can see, I have them separated right now because I figured I'd want to at least do some research as them as separate pieces before they all combine back. But whatever technology is behind this device could be a key to understanding why these are doing that naturally. Well, I, I, the college has been pushing me to, to work on the inverse, a, a crystal splitter, but it's a much less straightforward process. Too much uh, magic exploding off of crystals. Uh, let, let's start with what you have there. What would you like? To, what would you like to look at with them? You, so you know, you brought the crystals to him, and you haven't shown him them yet. What, right. what exactly do you want to do with them? Like, what's your idea? Uh, I guess first, I just like to you know take at least, you know, one of them out and let him actually see it and observe it. Okay. Um, you go to procure, get the crystal and, you know, you're, he's excited. And then as you remove the crystal from the pouch, Ash, you've never seen your uncle react like this. It's unsettling. It's like the first time you were old enough to notice your mother being afraid, being unsure what to do. You remove the crystal from the pouch and he nervously extends a claw to hold the strange crystal. And he affixes a crystal inspecting loop to his eye and examines it. Flawless. He says it like it's a bad thing. Ashbaugh, where, where did you find this? A, let's just say a smuggler was using it as part of a weapon. He had a, uh, a, a ranged this would, would he know what a, what a gun is I was gonna say he interrupts you a gun yes hmm. that is that is what they're being called yes <laughs> you, you, you should turn this over to the shadow guard again anonymously just leave it for them what makes you say that Corin is obviously flustered and he clearly doesn't want to say more, but looking at you, I mean, your family, the closest family, really, can I have 
assuming you mean to persuade him as you two look at each other, a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a 16. Oh. You, you really should get rid of it. Just, just, just bury it somewhere and forget about it. But it, it was the Empire's directive, something they seemed extremely keen on discovering, working on. Ash, the study of creating crystals out of nothing, or at least less than what it takes to make them, it, it was, it's been a goal of every magical scientist as long as I've been alive, but nothing ever took, no, nothing ever worked. I, I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, no, of course, such a, such a thing should be fundamentally impossible based on the previous knowledge we have. Uh, and we thought that for a long time, and I, I, I've known countless people who've dedicated their lives and learned nothing. Uh, Philo Carmire, shout out to, uh, shit, what patron? Still art, um, uh, was one of them, one of the most leading professionals in the field, although I'm not sure how you could call someone leading with nothing to show, but he pauses for a long time. It was about five years or ago now. Philo had success, minor as it may have been, a a crystal, large as, as that one. He points to the large crystal in the center of his whole study laboratory. A, a crystal that big, broken apart, but pulling the magic out of the air as it burst, Philo managed to convert that magical potential into a crystal, a, a new type of crystal, but it was wrong. It, it didn't behave properly, and feeding it, on, feeding it magic only made it spit it back out. Volatilely, dangerously, and it took far too much magic to create even a small one, but, well, they looked just like this, Ashbaugh. Perfect. Flawless. Not really even a crystal inside, just magic. Magic barely contained in a container. So the ability to take the magic produced by a crystal and form that into its own crystal, but clearly lacking stability, but if properly utilized, that's that's essentially the ability to create perpetual magic. Yes, but Philo's experiments were unsafe. Less safe than I, than I think they imagined. Uh, and well... Eventually, they were brought before the board of the college, and before the Shattered Guard, it was deemed too dangerous to continue, or to permit. Philo's research was destroyed, along with his so-called Crystal Maker, until they attempted to start again without college permission, and it wound them up in a prison cell. Ashbot, don't pull at this thread. Even having these could wind you up in all manner of trouble. I, I beg you, get rid of them, or at least leave them here, and I'll see them disposed of. Ash. Corin is not being entirely truthful with you. You can just tell. Roll an inside check. Hmm. Oh, Corin. Oh, that was really bad, damn it. Uh, it was only an eight. Oh, God, I'm you, you, can't, you can't tell anything beyond 
the fact that he's flustered. You've never seen him like this, not even after the accident you both had in this very lab. Clearly, there's a lot going on. I appreciate your warnings, and trust me, I have seen some of the damage these crystals can do. Please don't tell my mother that. Um, <laughs> he laughs, but it's nervous and not yeah. like, eh. Unfortunately, I can't get rid of these just yet. This is, let's say, so, well, not, not let's say, me holding on to these is at the moment official guild business, and as risky as it is, it it is what I signed up for when I joined the guild. He is nodding along with you as you talk, and for a lot of it, you can tell that he's just kind of doing it in a way similar to you, like when you were younger, and just kind of like making maybe nodding will make me feel better at what you're saying here. Um, but he sort of takes some solace in the fact that you say this is official guild business and this is my job and this is what I'm doing. And I, well, I, you never were one to give up on, on research, I guess, even if it's dangerous research. Uh, Philo's crystals, anti-crystals, I guess, they're not magic, Ashbaugh. They're something wrong, something awful. They take magic and, and, and they turn it sour. It, it, he pauses as if debating whether or not to say something to you, and then he says it. They kill people, Ash. A bolt of magic into the side of one of those stones shot out the other side. It wasn't by chance. These weren't freak accidents. It, It's like it targeted people. It didn't destroy machines, didn't destroy our research, the equipment, even the building. It only destroyed people, Ash. I understand that you have to keep, hold on to them, I wish you wouldn't, but I, 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 I'm not going to stop you. Don't use them. Whatever you do. I promise you that's the last thing I would do ever do with that. I'm... If... Again, if someone like a smuggler has gotten their hands on these, then... That's certainly dangerous. It means someone's managed to replicate Philo's methods and... They're now finding their way into the wrong hands. You they, are correct, though. I I wouldn't think of using something like this. I'm, I've, much like you, I love to experiment, but I know, I know, I know what steps not to take. But that is vitally important. That I know what you've told me. He inspects the crystal for a bit longer and like puts it into various, you know, different kinds of inspection tools, but keeps coming to the same conclusion. This is the same kind. They destroyed his research, Ash. They destroyed his lab. These weren't made by accidental discovery. Someone intentionally made these again, knowing what Philo had made. Uh, just for my sake, what was Philo's full name? Uh, Carmeyer. Philo Carmeyer. I'm gonna drop it in chat because it is a patron name and I wanna be a friend. Um, I spelled Philo. I spelled, I was one letter, I was one letter yeah. off on Philo. Yeah. Could That's be Theo. Why. It was the Y, wasn't it? Uh, uh actually, actually, I thought, I thought, the, I thought the last letter was a J. 
Oh, interesting. <laughs> Philo. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> now knowing now your suspicions basically confirmed. These are fucking dangerous as shit. Um do you still want to inspect them with your uncle here in his lab, or do you think it's not worth it? <sighs> Given his hesitance, I'm not going to push the issue farther. Ashbot, do, do you still have uh, your, your kit of all of your, of your tools? Oh uh, yes, I have most of my basic tools I've kept with my in my uh, in my room with me. He's reassured at that and nods. Don't stop using them. Don't. If anyone I know is going to try everything and look in every single way of what these are, it, it it's you. So. Be your regular neurotic self and get after it. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle. I appreciate <laughs> that. I really do. And he gives you a big old hug. And um, again, if once again, just please don't tell my mother that I'm holding any dangerous crystals, and I won't tell her that you know of any dangerous crystals. Does does that sound good? Hey. You know the old rule. We don't tell Rosa anything and neither of us get in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> and you high five. High um, five. And with that, we can fade to black on Ash. Cute. That was a cute scene. Hell yeah. That was red. Yeah. And Chris, Chris you, you knocked it out of the park. You knocked it out of the park with the information I gave you, so thank, thank you. That was you. excellent. You killed that. Reading it was a blast. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to uh, Bridge sent me a, a whole write up on uh, Corin along with Ash, and it was just a just a fucking fun bit to to write a back and forth for. Shout out to whatever comes later because I didn't give Chris shit. <laughs> <laughs> David's like, I Here's like a shield. <laughs> Yours is fun too. Um, great. So, taking a back, I, these are you know these are kind of like. Um, Tales from Bossing Say, all the intermissions where we kind yeah, of go in and out of them. Yeah. Um, so it's a change tones entirely. Y'all want to do level ups or y'all want free items? I like free items. Yeah, Great. yeah free items. Sure. Level up sure. My level up is just evasion and stillness of mind. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, everybody gets a big coffee. And then you all descend into the <laughs> weaving hallways of the guild and find yourselves once again in the reliquary of the Esper Drake and the magical being appears before you can even ring the bell. Clouds of magic pulling together as it forms the vaguely humanoid outline that espers like to take form of and greets you. Oh, hey, gang, it's Wynn and Ashbaugh and... And then there is a long pause, a very, very long pause. And it is, it is abundantly clear. Drake does not remember the rest of your names. And Damn. Like, and like, he's like, 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 they're trying, but it's not resulting in anything. And eventually they go, uh, so items? All right, roll to 100. Y'all, does this? Wow, shit, that hurt. I was like, all, of all the people who forget, Shield Man, fucking Mask yeah, Man. And well, so last Link time man, he called y'all like Allison, uh, <laughs> like Bungus, and then Win. Alright, I'm going to roll a Owl Steve was the last time. Uh, for win, that's a 26. 
Uh, That's fucking wild oh, win. No. Fucking I rolled a nat one on a one hundred. It doesn't matter. I, <laughs> I know, I know. Thing, yeah. But that's so cool. Also, huge that's shout out awesome. huge shout out to I wish I knew who it was, the person who made the like the randomized wild magic table, which like Oh should, yeah. So like it, it's it's the it's the D one hundred wild magic table, but every time you roll it, it switches where everything is. So, oh. so I just plugged in the, the items and then do that with the items so they're different ones every time and then just take That's out cool. the ones that, that lose. Call them my That's shot. fine. Uh, let's start with win because I have wins. Okay, I'll me. take that. I'll take that. Okay. Wait, sorry, win. What was your number? 26. Okay. This is the second time we've been one away from the fucking box of screams. <laughs> <laughs> God, I want the box of screams so well, bad. All right. Well. Win gets the horn of the slime folk. Oh, horn of the slime. Whoa! I like the sound of that. When you are handed up, I'm just gonna be real with you. Sticky horn. Oh, oh gross! Oh no! Uh, a sticky horn once offered to the guildmaster Marin by the slime folk, and promptly submitted to the royal quarry that same day. Um, <laughs> Incredible! Re immediately regifted. Handed, handed, and like I don't want that. Um, once a day, once a day, this horn can be blown to release the magical essence of a slime folk who will grow to fill an area, blocking a passageway, cavern, or hallway with their mass. That's if the slime oh. folk cannot grow enough to, large enough to be to fill the whole area, they will simply puddle on the ground, making it sticky and hard to walk on. That's fucking um, awesome. Great. With Chris, plant growth, Chris, great. Chris, did you just give Wynn more ways to block terrain? <laughs> I didn't do anything. He'll, the dice hey, did it. No. Bill can't be affected by negative terrain. We're good, Win. We're good. The mistress of any terrain. And the only thing that really the only person that really affects probably is Junver because he's the gonna, other melee guy. Yeah. I was gonna say the mistress of blocking <laughs> Junver is more yeah. like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Physical entities attempting to pass through the goo must pass a series of dexterity saving throws in order to yes. pass through the yes. goo. Oh, or please don't nice. use that on me, Win. Please <laughs> don't use that on me. I'll never get uh, out. I'll drown. Or must succeed in an attack with an armor class of 31 to destroy oh. the slime. 31. 31's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, Jesus. it's supposed to be hard. Yeah. Wow. I'll drown before I get out of that. Don't use that by me. You ever, you ever fought a gelatinous cube in D&D &D 3? It fucking sucks. Um, it does. It's true. Uh, the slime released from the horn is clearly happy to be involved. I rolled in that one, so we gotta see what happens here. Let me shuffle. Yeah, he, you die. Top. You straight up die. Oh, fuck. That's so cool. Oh, oh it, it did something really cool when I shuffled it. Okay. Uh, Drake proceeds up into the oh, tall God. stacks of items, very, very far up, before returning and presenting you with a small box covered in dust. Alistair, you have received TL's ear cuff. No way! Oh, <laughs> shit! Okay. Okay, okay. This is gonna be a great rematch. Yeah, I can't wait um, for this. A, a silver ear cuff famously worn by Tiel of Kinmar during her time hunting the cult of the Broken Sky. The cuff can overhear any conversations the wearer hears and can keep a memory of up to two conversations. 
able to play back segments of those conversations at the that's so command. good that's really that's good to espionage tool yeah that would have been really yeah. helpful yeah yes. yes. yeah yes. i really i wish we had it then huh? <laughs> Uh, a note from TL with the cuff notes oh. a few things. Firstly, the cuff is indestructible unless brought near Raviel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I love that. It's worth note, there used to be two of them. Um, <laughs> the ear That's cuff funny. must be activated by the wearer, uttering the somatic command, listen which must be spoken at a clearly audible level. Fuck, right. I'm just gonna accidentally say listen, right. cause that's what I say. Listen. listen. <laughs> the note from TL also mentions that the command listen may be woven into an otherwise normal sentence yep. to activate the cuff yep. without I love that, I love that. Uh, that's incredible. Also, oh, yeah, I got Well, I was gonna say question, is there anything stored on it right now? No, it's blank. Damn it. Uh, it so so, so the, the, the ear, the, conversations are bespoke to the wearer so oh, like if okay, tl okay, put okay. it on there would be she two could things probably call cover cool it, mm -hmm. this is a spy tool cool. tl was primarily a, like like a that. covert ops i love that there's also a note at the bottom of the letter upon the death of the wearer this cuff is to be returned to my dear merit oh fuck and then she put Hot it in here oh, oh man that that hurts. Oh. They are chronically divorced if she put yeah. this in the fucking um, reliquary. Jesus so, Christ. So I'm actually, I, I'm gonna roll me a history check jumper. Why not? Oh, God. Oh, oh, no. Actually, no, fuck it. Roll me an un, I got a 19. An, uh, sure. Take that, but it's a, it's a, it's a charisma check now. Um, and like, not like uh, anything specific. It's just a charisma check. It's an 18 now. Uh, Drake mentions, wow, you guys have gotten a lot of the, the hero relics. <laughs> All of the heroes put at least one relic in to found relic. Wow, okay, that's cool. Um, some of them put more in, um, oh, but uh, a, a couple okay. of them, Tiao included, only put one. Cade mm. put a lot. I can go next. Uh, uh, I got 25. Every day I'm shuffling. Maybe if we refresh the page time, which is really annoying. Oh, fuck yes, 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 yes. Okay, Mr. Business. Wait, what? Mr. Mr. Business. I don't know what this is, but fuck yes. An otherworldly mimic. Mr. Business will turn into anything smaller than a standard Smith and Griffin size treasure chest. That's a small treasure Oh, that's dope. For a price determined between Mr. Business and his business partner. That's you. Um, Mr. Business can perfectly mimic any item he has shown, or can decently mimic anything described to him. Mr. Business can then gather information as an item, attack anyone that interacts with him, or do a small variety of other simple tasks while in mimic form. In his normal form, he is best described as a small golden coin with a little hat and tiny arms and legs. That's fucking incredible. Is that... Is this... Is this item a Bob's Burgers reference? No, is it? Is it? Is it, is it uh, fucking Bill Cipher, but a coin? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what Bill Cipher is. Uh, uh, Falls. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mister Business is like I think the name Linda gives one of the fucking raccoons or something. Oh, in, probably. I love Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's just a little guy. So basically what he does is you summon him and then be like, I need you to turn into that bottle over there. And if anyone comes in here, let me know. And he's like, I I want a hundred gold. And you're like, that's an unreasonable amount of money, Mr. Business. I'll give you 10 gold. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's, oh, there okay. is a note here with Mr. Business. Do not put him in your coin pouch. Okay. He will steal all your money. I mean, also, that's a really good way to confuse him with a coin. Yeah, he's got a suit on, though. And accidentally give people a Mr. Business? You don't want to to give him Mr. Business. Under no circumstances, you want to give him Mr. Business. I don't want to give him the business unless I want to give him the business. Oh, wow. Chiron and Ash left. 76. Let's do... Trombones led the big parade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for it. Fallout? Uh, 17? (laughs) Uh, Chiron, you get yes. the undead dinner bell. Ooh. Um, and people who've played fucking uh, Baldur's Gate will know what, what I stole this from. Once per day, this bell may be rang besides the ear of any deceased or unintelligent undead, and it will awaken and entrance them for a short while. So you can use it on a corpse, but you can also use it on like a walking like undead. zombie. Yep, okay. The subject will be awoken and be transfixed to attempt to answer any questions. However, the subject will also be incredibly hungry. Uh, and as soon as they realize that there is no food and that they are dead and will not be able to eat food, the spell will fade and the subject will return to being deceased or undead. That's fun, though. The longer the spell is active, the more difficult it will it will become to convince the subject that there is a meal coming slash awaiting them. Uh, the bell will never work on the same subject more than once. Mm. Once per year, the bell may summon any undead by name, or sorry, any dead by name, even if their body is not nearby enough to be called by the bell. Okay, That's, that makes a very interesting thing for my mm. fucking character. God fucking damn it, mm. dude. There's, a, there's an inscription on the underside of the bell. It says, to share one last meal together. Oh, no. Ooh, that's good. That's I really mean, that's, good. That's pretty important with my, god damn it. I know who I have to fuck up. <laughs> Scott Ratman is great for the eight and charisma guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want to get some? Want to get some brains dinner? <laughs> some brains ravioli. Uh, Ash, you're up last. Uh, I got a seventy-two. Seventy-two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shuffle anyway. I like shuffling. Um, okay. I, well, I wish I saved the thing I made you roll for earlier. Until now, whatever. Uh, Raviomes glyph ring. Oh. Uh, a, a purple jeweled signet ring, uh, once owned by the hero Raviome a Salor. Uh, the ring can be used to place a glyph on the user and on one other item slash creature, marking them both. Both mark entities will know where the other is at all times until the glyph is removed. Mm. Or in case of like, it's you and an, 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 an object, you know where it is. Mm. It doesn't know where you are, it's a book. Um, or like a fucking <laughs> stool or whatever. Uh, creating any new glyphs will destroy older glyphs. Raviom donated the ring to the guild before heading off to Ekra'an with Aralei. He always said it didn't matter, as the ring would make its way back to him. Aww. Damn. Uh, and that's huh. it. That's sweet. Wow, we really do have an odd amount of the the heroes fucking There's items. a lot of them. Like, I, I've waited it so there's a lot of them, um, because I think that's fun. Yeah. Uh, and I like the idea that the Reliquary is primarily donated items. For um, sure. Yeah. As opposed to like stuff that we stole, like the British mm-hmm. Museum. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, lo- I love to is- imagine that someday, Junver many shields, many shields will be an item here. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. the yeah. many shields, Junver many shields. Yeah, 
Number <laughs> many shields, shield of many shields. Yeah. There's a note that says Emil is a dick and wouldn't generate his, wouldn't leave his hammer. And then everyone's like, what does that mean? And it'll make sense in 20 episodes. Save him there. Shut up. Kairos is going to donate a bunch of masks. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's just like, you yeah. you get Kairos' third mask, and you get, <laughs> oh, here's Kairos' eighth mask. And, and Alistair's finger. You get. Too. You get you get another mask. It's like it's, instead of getting together all quick, okay, you get to go jump in the big pit of masks and grab one. Colonel <laughs> <laughs> Wizard notes, notes uh, saving throw two, characters, characters finding legacy character items. You think I'm not going to fucking do that? You goddamn piece of shit. <laughs> of course I'm going to do that. It's going to be like fucking Alistair's cool guitar. Bold of you to assume we make it long enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, We've made it this far. That's true. <laughs> 